Hey everybody, it's Microphones of Madness. I'm Rodney. Over there, Steve. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Today, different every time. It's really hard. Yeah. Today we're talking about The Demon by yes. Sean Flash Thompson. <laughs> Somebody's got to be called Flash. Some of you out there in internet land might know him as one of the hosts of Miskatonic Musings. Yes. He is the the redhead. Ah, because they're audio. He's the purdy one. Yeah, well, I don't know. Charles. Charles has got that epic beard. But this isn't about Charles. This is about Sean. Another Boston horror story. Sean's a local. Yep. Uh, Sean is from Boston. This book came out late last year. Uh, yeah. Towards the end, like maybe in uh, November, I want to say. Yeah, some third quarter. Late October. Published by McMahon Beast Books. Books. McMahon Beast. You pull up to the drive-thru and like, what? McDonald's. I'd like a McMahon Beast. <laughs> That'll be thirty-eight ninety-five. Please drive around. Uh, he's written a couple of other things, a short story collection called Too Late, a uh, novella called Hate from the Sky, which I reviewed on the blog. Yeah, that was uh, that was one of your favorites at the time. I did like that a lot. And uh, so I'm just trying to say this isn't my first prison break. This is actually the first thing I've read by Sean. So Ooh, it was prison break. Yeah, it was my first prison break. And I died a character creation. <laughs> So uh, what'd you think? Uh, overall, overall, it's a good book. Um, the one thing I don't like about it, it is the first in a trilogy, as, as, as you told me. So it's like, ah, now I gotta wait. I gotta right. wait. It to is see the first. Doing. Yeah. So the trilogy is called The Fire Rises. And this is indeed the first part. It is kind of an introductory chapter. Though, honestly, and we're not going to give too much away in this, but if you take out the epilogue mm-hmm. of the story, it stands alone fairly well. So, yeah. Don't be daunted. Don't say, oh, it's a trilogy. I'm going to wait for the other two to come out. If this is something that you think you might want to read, because it, it, until the very end, it stands alone. The Demon is the story of a fellow named Court. He's a, he's a Boston resident. Uh, he's got a Dilbert kind of like mindless job. While he's living his life, his mundane, mundane life, people around him start going missing starts out with friends of friends and slowly it becomes more people closer to him right as it turns out there's this like supernatural force that's come into boston and it's decided that uh boston would make a pretty darn fine city of discs I, I, i'd have to agree because <laughs> we got the harbor yeah <laughs> court is struggling with this mystery that's occurring around him that's it's too strange to be believed. Uh, he's also forming a new relationship with a young lady named Janet, who he met at a party. Meanwhile, just shit is going crazy in Boston. Right. Yeah. Like, like you said, people are disappearing and it doesn't really seem like the authorities are putting in an effort into figuring out what's going on. It really comes down to court trying to figure out what's going on. Unfortunately, Court is kind of a slacker. It's not that he doesn't feel concerned or doesn't actually, he does try a little bit. You get this more of a feeling like he's feeling guilty about not being able to do it. And you get a really good sense of frustration coming from him. First of all, he's really not trained to do this. Right. Right. He's, he's not he's a detective. Not a, a man tracker. So you get this conflict, you know, I really should be doing something. And what can I possibly do? Right. 
I've got I've got other things to worry about because life doesn't stop just because you think um, your friends are disappearing because obviously the the police don't uh, care enough to do right. anything about it. And the way Sean sets this up is really clever. Um, mm-hmm. he, he uses these vague vague book postings on Facebook, <laughs> and we've all seen them. They're, they're like you know I can't really talk about it, but blah 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 blah. Everybody does it. it. They're these like little anonymous, semi-anonymous cries for help. They're not anonymous person-wise, but they're anonymous situation-wise. Mm-hmm. You get a series of them, and they get more and more and more intense until that person's gone. Right. And that's the pattern he sees. Mm-hmm. And it's not necessarily a pattern that the police want to recognize as a pattern because, like I said, everybody does it. Right. And and Sean ramps up the weird factor by inserting little vignettes of unrelated characters to the plot. Uh, also going through and enacting some really horrible things. You know, just yeah. random random acts of murder, random acts of violence. Some um, brutal stuff. That, that if you were to like flip through the television and hear about this on the news, you, it, you wouldn't think it would be connected to anything no, else, but no, because you're reading the book and Sean, you know, decided to write this shit down, you know, that it's connected to what's going on. Right. But especially in this day and age, when every time you turn on the TV, there's like a school shooting, there's been what, like 22 of them so far this year. There's been a fuck ton. Yeah. And this is the 28th, by the way, when we're recording this. So it's not like we are strangers to senseless violence as a society. And you're right. A lot of us gloss over it. I know I do. I mean, I, yeah, I get that initial impact, but then the next one comes. And the next and one. The next and one the next one. A school bus runs off a bridge in Tallahassee. Or, yeah. you know, we or, uh, jump, no. the United States dumps $50 million worth of missiles into the middle of the desert. Right. Or, or a woman decides to take a cheese grater to her husband's dick. And that just shows how weird people are. Now, the source of all this trouble is the man in the suit. Right. He's created a, he's a, a he is the titular demon. Yes. And he has created a, a, a computer virus that is uh, writ in the script of hell. That is C++. <laughs> H-E-L-L-T-M-L. <laughs> And uh, so it's kind of like a snow crash thing. Um, you, you look at it while you're watching porn or whatever, and boom, um, you get possessed. And the demon just transfers his essence, not by eating ginger like some books, but by staring at your computer screen. Right, like I'm doing now talking to you. That's right. That's or, why I'm looking at the curtain instead. Or like when I read this book on my iPad. So, which is a which is a weird piece of piece of meta because you know yeah I I read the book on my laptop so right and and I'm sure a lot of people because this this came out um, digitally before it came out in print a lot of people probably did read it on some sort of electronic device which probably made a lot of people go oh shit you know it would have been interesting if there was like uh, like a red page inserted into the book. In the digital copy, and you're scrolling through, and it's pink, and or not even like just a page that has like a a flash of red, and then it goes normal. Mm -hmm. Interestingly enough, he wrote this book and serialized it, and I think on his blog, Spooky Sean. And then uh, once it was completed, then he published it. 
which is kind of a cool thing. So you, you can go back and I know the first, there's three parts to it. Mm-hmm. Really, there's two parts in an epilogue. Right. Um, and the first part is up on his site and then it redirects you somewhere else. Oh, nice. But, uh, you know, don't do that. Go buy the book. Yeah, buy the book, man. Because last year he came out with a book of short stories called Too Late. Mm-hmm. And then uh, a novella called Hate from the Sky, which I actually I reviewed on our blog, which I really enjoyed. Uh, this book, I think, is is better than Hate from the Sky, um, which is saying something because Hate, Hate from the Sky was really good. But this one's a, that one is a little more of a surreal horror thing. And this is definitely more traditional literary horror. Right. Your 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 basic supernatural threat. Judeo-Christian yeah, sort of thing. I know Sean mm-hmm. personally. Great guy. Yeah, he's he is a great guy. And I know some of the things, obviously not everything, but some of the authors that he, he likes. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to give anything away. But you could definitely see the influence of these authors in his writing. And um, he, he has little nods to some of these different authors. I don't know if that is intentional or if he just did that subconsciously. But there's definitely like, for for example, uh, Stephen King. Mm-hmm. He is a big fan of Stephen King, and the main character's name is Court. And Court was a character in the Dark Tower series. He was Roland's um, combat instructor. Ah, so there, it's little things like that. And, and like I said, it could be coincidence. Court's kind of a cool name. Who knows? Maybe we'll get an annotated version that has like, oh yeah, in this part, or or thirty, forty years from now, some some blowhard. We'll be analyzing this book and going, ah, this is a reference to Stephen King. That's what I was doing. This is a reference <laughs> to Jack Ketchum. Um, yeah, Rest in peace, Jack Ketchum. Yeah, there was definitely some Stephen King in there. There was definitely some um, uh, Ligotti in there. A few other things that I know that he enjoys. So it was it was cool. Hmm. To, to, and and you know what? That's just that's just from conversations i've had with sean and i know which authors he likes and and stuff like that so maybe i was looking for it yeah you might have been you might have been looking for it but you know it's one of those things that you pick out if especially if it's a some you have similar tastes right now one thing i will note that's really neither here nor there but after reading at the mountains of fucking madness Sorry for the show for the prior week's show. Reading this book was such a breath of fresh air because the language is is wild, descriptive in its own way. It's so simple. There's there's there is an elegance to simplicity in prose. Sean definitely does not waste words. In this. No, um, he does not. And and a lot of I'm not saying everyone, but there are a lot of horror writers who, especially with the new. Um, with the renaissance of H.P. Lovecraft, mm-hmm. want to go that um, route of uh, colorful adjectives and uh, expensive words. Call it what it is. It's purple. It's like the mattress. So Sean, Sean does not. He has his own distinctive style, and he's certainly mm-hmm. not trying to emulate anybody's style. Correct. And 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 what you're what you're left with is simplicity, elegance, and brutality. Yeah. Because this book is fucking brutal. And I'll tell you what, there is a huge difference between trying to describe um, a brutal scene eloquently, Mm -hmm. where you beat around the bush, 
Right. And just matter of fact, saying what the fuck happens when you matter of fact, say what the fuck happens. It is like getting hit over the head with that club or getting cheese grated. <laughs> right. Well, that wasn't even described there. That, that act never actually took place on the page. All we said was, all he said was, and her other hand came around with the cheese grater. And it's just like your imagination Mm -hmm. takes off and finishes that scene for you as you're scrolling between the next two pages. Yeah, of course. To to get to the next chapter. It's a similar thing that happened in uh, The Changeling Mm -hmm. uh, when when they had the, the radiator scene. Right. Where you had minimal description but your mind filled in a lot. Right. And that's, and you can't do that when, when you have like the, the super prosy language or poetry language, because you know, the whole point of that is to paint that picture for you. It lends, it lends an air of interactivity to the story. You, when you, when you have to fill in some of the blanks with your own mind, like for example, you, you are from, the Boston area. And when he talks about locations in Boston, you know exactly what he's talking about. Oh yeah. And, and he did, he, he didn't make up locations. Um, he like, he knows Boston. He used real Boston locales. Um, as a matter of fact, it's kind of funny because what, like two or three weeks ago, when I, whenever I was in traffic, mm-hmm. I would snap a picture and send it to you. Yes. And uh, there's several locations from those snaps that are in this book. Mm-hmm. And and those snaps will be released in Steve's forthcoming picture book, A Traffic Jam Tour of Boston. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> no, but it, it does. It lends itself to this realism that those of you who are familiar with the area. Know, oh, I know where that is. Right. I know exactly. And, and that works. And that works. That works for folks who are familiar with it. But Boston might as well be Gotham City for me. I mean, I think the most of it I've seen was the tunnel. And the, but you went over the bridge to get to that tunnel. I did go over a bridge to get to that tunnel. I don't remember that, that particular bridge to get to that particular tunnel. That's that's what getting up at four o'clock in the morning to go through TSA does to you. Yeah. Well, actually, you didn't because we came from the airport. Not right. We came from the airport. I and, went over that bridge really to, get to, the airport to get through that tunnel. I'm really surprised that the airport didn't factor in into the story at all because that place is a fucking nightmare. There's it feels more. like the first circle of hell. It's a limbo. There's two more stories. There's two more stories. <laughs> Sean, if, if you're listening and you don't have a location and you need one, the fucking airport. <laughs> fucking Logan, man. That Concord, that that walk from 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 the gates to the exit is it's just like and y'all need some paint on the fucking walls up there, man. That gray just ain't cutting it. I haven't flied out of Logan in a long time. It, it's gray. But, <laughs> but uh, well, one of the scenes, and it wasn't a particularly horrible scene, uh, took place in the aquarium. Mm-hmm. That was actually that, one of the, the happier scenes in the book. Yeah, but I mean, the the New England aquarium is a very distinctive aquarium. And you, I felt like, you know, oh, wow, that's the aquarium. Totally the aquarium with that big fucking tank in the middle of everything, and everything spirals around that tank. Yeah, yeah. The best I had was trying to compare it to uh, National Aquarium in Baltimore. Two different beasts. Two completely different beasts. Final thoughts. Yes, Final thoughts. No, maybe. Uh, yeah. Go get this book. Go get this book. Read it. Prep yourself for the uh, return of the demon. The the occasional flashes that we get of the demon himself 
in his little interactions were almost kind of darkly comic. You know, they kind of reminded me and I, and of a combination of not the Lovecraft version, but like the um, the Lovecraft fan version of Naralathotep mm-hmm. um, combined with uh, Stephen King's Randall Flagg character, who's, you know, some people think that he's Naralathotep anyway. Really enigm- enigm- enigmatic, I can speak, kind of deep, deep serious, but really has a facade of, of you know, almost whimsy. Mm-hmm. He's, he's definitely him. having fun with this. He's 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 got kind of a it's a, it's a confidence, really. Yeah, it's, it's a like, confidence. He, he knows that you're the man, and no right. one can do anything about it. He, he takes an almost like Joker-like pleasure in what he's doing. Yeah, but he's a lot more controlled. Right. He's not like he's not like ah. He's 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 much more reserved and proper. You know, you can see him like encouraging people to kill each other, and then just like. You know, dusting off his suit, straightening his lapels. Kind of like if Charles Manson wasn't completely a nut job. If if Charles Manson were James Bond? Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Hello. I'd like you to kill yourself now. <laughs> you know, the next time, the next book I'm reading, it's totally going to be Connery doing the demon. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Hello there. So nice of you to join us. Yes, court. Yes, court. You know. You have losers. to give in to those feelings, court. Court. Losers <laughs> cry about doing their best. Winners go home and fuck the prom queen with a chainsaw. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> and that's it right there, ladies and gentlemen. That's That's, that's your book. Yeah, it's it's really good. Go go out. You uh, you can get it on Amazon. You can get it on um, Amazon on iTunes, and of course, you can get a physical copy from McMahon Beast Books. McMahon Beast McMahon Beast Books, home of all your finest of horror and, and depravity. Yes. So yes. up and coming author. I hate saying that because I like I've known Sean. I like I, I guess he's like now other people know him. So yeah, it's like it's author. like do you really you you've read like two books by him? Can you really still call him a new author? No, and then I've read like, he's, I've like read some, like some of his flash fiction and stuff from like yeah. years ago. So yeah, author Sean Thompson. Sean if you Thompson. haven't if you haven't heard of him, correct it. Yeah, go out, do yourself a favor. Um, Go out, get one of his books. You will not regret it. Um, if you do, you can complain to us directly. Microphones of Madness uh, at gmail.com. Yep. We steered you the wrong way. We're a bunch of idiots. But I don't think you will. we will in this case. Oh, I know we won't. And uh, if you do email us and say we steered you the wrong way, I'll send you a very polite fuck off. <laughs> and you'll win a no prize. That's right. Check out this book. Check out the rest of Sean's books. Eagerly await the other two companion volumes in this. If you like the show, consider throwing some stars at the episode, some hearts, what it heart stars, purple diamonds, blue horseshoes, you know, whatever the lucky oh, charms are. Subscribe. It's like, all fucking lucky charms. Um, vague book about us if you want. Yeah, those two assholes on the internet. Send us send us cheese graters in the mail. Mm-hmm. 
I love me some cheese. Until next week, keep 30 left points.